welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, my name is Pete Morgan, this is the Puppy Podcast, it's where we talk about the lives of our two dogs, uh, f- nearly five year old, he's going to be five tomorrow, I'm recording this on Thursday, he's going to be five tomorrow, uh, and uh, five year old, yellow Labrador Lincoln, and um, 17 month old uh, black Labrador Elvis. We do talk about Elvis more because, um, well, you know, he's he's the funnier one. He's <laughs> he's the one that's done more. Um, and, w- and what we do is I just share my experience of having a puppy or a young dog in the house and also a second dog as well. And on top of that, it's a place where you can come as a puppy owner, as a prospective puppy owner, as a dog owner, as a dog lover and share your experiences, your thoughts, your opinions, pains, pleasures, all of it, in the hope that we will just all end up being better puppy and dog owners. If you have any questions about your dog or your puppy and you think that the Puppy Podcast family can help, uh, then you can get in touch. Uh, Go to Facebook and the Puppy Podcast page. Uh, You can go to Instagram at the Puppy Podcast, on Twitter at Puppy Podcast, or you can always email us, thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. Also, uh, you can go to the website as well, uh, thepuppypodcast.com, uh, and uh, there you can listen back to any one of the 63, 64 episodes uh, that we've done so far. I'll apologise for that kind of clackering noise in the background. Uh, that's Elvis with one of his toys, and what he likes to do is just pick it up and then throw it on any kind of hard floor surface. It's it's wonderful. It makes watching television of an evening a whole new experience. <laughs> uh, if you're joining us for the very first time, thank you so much. If you found us on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, I'd really appreciate it if you just popped a review up there as well. There's also, as well as leaving a review, you can actually uh, give us a rating as well. Now, I believe there's a five-star rating. I don't want to push you in any particular direction, but one of those would be absolutely peachy keen jelly bean. Uh, however you are listening to us, um, wherever you are, whether you're in the dog park, whether you're in the car, uh, whether you're at home, whether you're with your furry babies or without them, then hello and welcome along. Let's start with Elvis. Um, I, I mentioned, and, and thanks again for some of the lovely messages that are still coming in about my back issues uh, that we believe actually came about from walking Elvis a very long way on his lead. Um, and uh, I can't do that at, at the moment. I, I've injured my back and we've got a consultant appointment next week uh, to work out uh, exactly how badly it's injured and, and what do we need to do. Do we need an operation or is it just all going to sort itself out? In the meantime, uh, we've had to get a dog walker in. Now, thankfully, it's someone that we know really well. Uh, it's a young lad called Dan. And he um, comes and, and and spends time with the dogs anyway and adores them, so they know him. So there wasn't any kind of new getting to know a new person time for us, or you know, or more importantly for the dogs, they already knew him and they loved him, and he absolutely adores them. Obviously, now both my wife and I are have got issues about whether or not the dogs prefer Dan to us. Uh, which I don't know. No, I don't think I don't think they do for a second because they only see Dan 
uh, on you know very occasionally kind of thing. Certainly compared to how much time they spend with us. But uh, yeah, so he's been taking him uh, for a walk, and we've kind of kind of given him instructions as to how he needs to be, and it, it all seems to be going um, really really well. Uh, and again, and if you're listening to this and you have got a puppy of just a few weeks old and you are thinking, or a few months, they, you know, they'll never calm down, they'll never be normal. They're like, I, we're getting to 17 months now and he is, he's calming down. I'm not saying that he isn't still boisterous, I'm not saying he isn't still a handful, but he's nowhere near. I mean, if I think back to some of the episodes we talked about in the past, um and you know if you've listened to every episode you'll know i've i've shed tears over elvis and the problems that we've had with him but we do seem uh to be uh to you know it just seems to be calming down uh which is uh which is lovely he still thinks everything is there just for his amusement or use uh, and that when uh, my wife and I are sat on the sofa, that we are merely obstacles to him getting to what he wants to get to. But you know, he is, he's calming down uh, an awful lot. And in fact, he's calming down so much, we've gone back to one of our exercises in trust that we've been doing. So we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, a little bit later on. Emma got in touch. Um, she got in touch a few weeks ago to tell us about her new puppy, Buzz, and she was having some um, problems with separation anxiety with him, uh, uh, and it was really causing uh, an issue. So she sent us through another update this week, and thank you so much for doing that. And by all means, do it with you. You know, if you've got a new pup or you've had a pup for a while, just let us know how they're getting on. It's lovely to kind of keep up to date with how your dogs are getting on. If nothing else, do you know what it does? It makes us realise that the experience is more shared than we think it is. Because so many things, we thought it with Elvis, and I'm sure you've thought it with, with your pups and your young dogs, of, my goodness, I mean, I don't think anybody else is going through this problem. And there was an element of that when Elvis was eating his own mess of, oh, he's doing this far worse than, you know, any other dog has ever done it ever before. But by telling the stories and telling the tales about your dog, uh, it does become a shared thing. And we realise that actually it, the, the experience is very similar for all of us. So Emma got in touch saying, update on Buzz. He is still sleeping in our room, although we've managed to get him further away from the bed so he doesn't wake my partner up through the night. He's getting more independent when he's home alone with my partner. He will happily stay downstairs while my partner is upstairs, for example. However, when I get home from work, he doesn't leave my side. He whines if I leave his sight, even if my partner's with him. We've had trips to the cinema and shopping and being able to uh, leave him at home without crying. We took him for his first groom and apparently he was okay for the two hours that we left him. I think we're heading in the right direction with him. It's just more patience. We've booked him into puppy class starting in a few weeks to help with lead walking a recall hopefully we can build his confidence he's a, and as he is still quite wary when walking uh, also emma is started listening to the puppy podcast right from the very beginning uh, this that you're listening to now is episode 64 she's on to episode 26 so there's a long way to go before she even comes across the fact that we're talking about her um which i find really bizarre I get messages from people saying, oh, I've only just started listening to the podcast. And I'm like, what are you, 
what I started that like 18 months ago where have you been um, but it's good. people are coming to it all the time new puppy owners are coming back on a regular basis and I, I mean I think Emma is doing the right thing I still maintain that um, sleeping in your room I think is a, is kind of a rod f- for your own back um, and you have to set the parameters and set the rules and regulations of uh, being the owner and being the pack leader. And that's the thing. One of you has got to be the pack leader. So in our house, uh, my wife is the boss of everything and everyone. Um, but with the dogs, I'm the pack leader. Uh, they They like playing more with Joe, but when I walk in and go, what's going on here? They know that there's a problem and it's like, oh, wait a minute, the pack leader's come back to have a go. Um, so, but believe me, that is the only way in, in any way, shape or form that I lead anything in this, in this house. And it's just because I've spent more time with them. That's why they, they see me as the pack leader. And also I am uh, better with discipline with them. Um, so, uh, and... When we first got Lincoln and when we first got Elvis, we one of the things we were told is you put them in a crate. Put them in the crate and just let them cry themselves out. And with uh, Lincoln, we, we think we broke him because he's never really barked since. Um, and with Elvis, it kind of went on for a day and then it stopped. And it wasn't pleasant for that day. It was a little bit distracting and a bit, but it stopped. It was fine uh, after a while. And I can't help thinking with, with Emma that that would have also been this. And by all means, listen, get involved. And, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If anyone listening has had a problem with a pup or a dog with separation anxiety, how did you deal with it? What was it that you did to make things a little bit better? Um, the other thing that Emma talks about is Buzz's voice. Uh, so Buzz is a uh, labradoodle. Uh, and she says, to me, he sounds, his voice is like a surfer dude. Uh, and uh, Emma's um, given the example of the turtle from Finding Nemo. So Buzz would be like, hey, Emma dude, how's things? Don't go anywhere, otherwise I'll whine. Gnarly. And stuff like that. I can only apologise for my terrible American accent. Uh, and to my partner, though, says Emma, he sounds like a good day, sir, English gent type voice. So that'll be more like, hello there, I'm Buzz. Ah, toodle pip, pip pip, what what? Yes, that sounds marvellous. Uh, which, again, I, <laughs> I think is really great. I love this. And this is the thing. Uh, so many owners have a voice for their dog. And, but are afraid to admit it. But it's true. We we all do it, and again, you know, Lincoln's is hello, yeah, no, that's fine. And to be fair, Elvis has kind of morphed into that, but occasionally uh, Elvis is more of a shat at you. What are you talking about? You don't know anything. Out my way, blondie, uh, and that kind of thing. So yes, Emma, lovely to hear from you. And again, by all means, uh, do let us know if you're having any issues with your dog. Even if you're working through it, tell us how you're working through it, because again, that sharing of of experience is what will help other puppy and dog owners. 
Um, as well as that, of course, we have Puppy Dog of the Week. Uh, we don't have a, a Puppy Dog of the Week this week. But you can always nominate your Puppy Dog for Puppy Dog of the Week. Uh, you can email. Uh, that's the only place you can get a nomination in. Email your nomination to the Puppy Podcast at gmail uh, send us a photo as well tell us a little bit about your furry baby and you could well be chosen getting a certificate and having the show dedicated to your puppy dog all that and more with puppy dog of the week <laughs> uh, from one jingle to another because it's time for dog news and I, I wanted to start the the, the first um story that I've got this week is actually uh, like um, a travel article uh, in a UK newspaper by a lady called Chloe Hamilton, and she talks about taking her puppy on holiday uh, and b- just discovering how many places are dog-friendly. And oh, wait, Lincoln's just walked. Hello, baby. What's going on? You all right? Have you just come in for a bum scratch? Uh, yeah, Dad, I have. Can you give us one? Of course, Cam. There you go. Is that better? What's your brother doing? What mischief is he up to? Uh, couldn't possibly tell you. Okay. All right, buddy. I'm doing the podcast, so you're gonna have to come back in a bit. Okay. I love you. I love you. His tail's wagging now. Um. So, uh, she takes her puppy off for uh, a holiday and the the things that that she discovered is that places that say they're dog friendly um they aren't and this is something we've talked about in the past that there are dog friendly places and there are dog tolerant places and the two differ greatly dog friendly places will generally have a jar of dog treats on the bar they will generally provide water before you've needed to ask for it for your dog. Dog tolerant places won't do any of those things. Um, and at times you may find that you're a little bit of a, a hindrance more than anything else. And that you're, if it's a pub, you may well be kept in a completely separate room or you can only be outside uh, with your dog. Um, and with hotels and B&Bs, you'll find that the rooms you're in might not be up to uh, as nice a standard as other rooms. That is not the case for everyone, and we've stayed in some incredible uh, dog-friendly accommodation in the past. What Chloe found was that actually finding um, cottages, a dog-friendly kind of self-service cottage to rent, uh, that that was the best way forward than the the kind of um, hit and miss attitude that you can get with um, hotels and B and Bs, you know, bed and breakfast and things like that. Uh, but she also mentioned a website called Passport, um, which is unfortunately it's only in the UK, uh, but it's P A S P A W T Passport. Uh, is what it is, and that that is a website that only advertises properties that welcome pets. And that's the thing as well, as much as, I mean, we do, you know, it's all about the dogs here. Some people do like to take their cats away with them and their house cats. Some people do like to take their, I don't know, lizards with them or something. You know, but it's not necessarily, it's not always just the dogs. 
Um, but uh, it's good to know. Passport uh, is uh, is something you can have, and uh, do check that out. But yeah, essentially, Chloe went uh, found the thing that we'd found and spoken about in the past. That um, the, the places that advertise themselves as dog friendly aren't. They're just dog tolerant. Um, the good thing is more and more locations now are coming online who are dog friendly, who are recognising the fact that dogs are as much uh, of a part of a family as anything else. Um, and that, you know, they need to be accommodated for. Uh, the other story, uh, this week is, uh, this is the British Veterinary Association. Um, the anti-vaccine movement, uh, has, um, started putting out information to say, primarily in the US, that dogs can get autism. And the, the British Veterinary Association have, have come out and said, that's nonsense. So um, don't believe anything you see on social media. Don't believe anything. Because this I think they started with a TV program asking people uh, who believe that vaccinations are harmful to dogs to get in touch with them. And that's where this has all kind of come from. Um and the the worry is is that people will stop uh, giving vaccinations to their dogs, which is incredibly thoughtless uh, for a dog owner. I wouldn't dream of not giving Lincoln or Elvis their yearly jabs. It just wouldn't cross my mind to not do it. So just to I can't speak it in any more clear terms than dogs cannot get autism. It isn't a thing that dogs develop, are born with, contract, um, can become infected with, nothing. It doesn't happen. You know, they can play with autistic children and they won't become autistic. Similar to other people, other humans, by playing with, you know, my mum and dad are foster parents and they've had multiple children who have been on the autistic spectrum. We've all spent time with them. We've all played with them and, you know, kind of read them bedtime stories or gone out on walks with them. None of us have become autistic. So anyway, just to reiterate... Dogs can't get autism. Uh, and that is the end of this week's dog news. Uh, and we shall have more dog news uh, in next week's episode. Um, so, yeah, so we've been um, we've been doing some exercises of trust uh, with Elvis. And what the exercise of trust is, is that when we go out, his crate is left open so he goes in the crate but he can open the door and then he has some freedom uh he's got some freedom pretty much all the way down downstairs most importantly he can get out he can get out to the garden if he needs to go to the bathroom now what we what we struggle with in the past is he could access 
the little dining area we've got downstairs and you can access the little kind of living area that we have downstairs with the TV and the sofas. And once he had access to them, that's when destruction would come about. He would discover a letter or a wrapper or a magazine or something and that would become or lipstick, I believe he had at one point. Um, Joe's shoes on a number of occasions, which is becoming less and less funny every time. Um, and that would be where the, the problem. So you'd come home to this kind of element of destruction. I know compared to some people, we've been very lucky with Elvis and destruction. You know, at no point has he dug his way through the kitchen door. Uh, he's never eaten like a, um, you know, a kitchen cupboard or a dining chair. And neither's Lincoln. Neither of them are in that way made or that way inclined. So we decided to do this thing. So without drawing you a, a diagram of our kind of kitchen living area, uh, what we can do is move the crate, move his crate around a little bit so that it's, it's effectively, he can get out to the kitchen bit, which then leads to the back garden, but it blocks off him getting into the, the living area and the dining area. And we found that has worked. We've, you know, again, before you go, you do a quick sweep of everywhere and just kind of confirm that, okay, he can't, he can't get into that. He can't get into this. He can't. So we move towels and stuff because there'll be towels by the sink. We put them up and away from him so he's not tempted. Um, but he's been really good. You know, it, it seems to have worked. I mean, I was out, um, a couple of days ago. I was out for, uh, it was about three hours, three and a half hours, which used to be anything more than three hours with Elvis in his crate, and we would get somebody in to have a look at, you know, just spend a bit of time with him. But I decided not to do that because he, he wasn't in his crate. He had some freedom. Uh, we had his bed out as well, so he could go in his crate if he wanted to go in his crate, go in his bed if he wanted to go in his bed. Um, or he could go in the garden because, you know, it's been, again, there's been some nice weather here in the UK, uh, this week. So I went out and left them in the end for about three, three and a half hours. And I was thinking, okay, when I go back, this could be a little bit like Armageddon. I'm going to be going back to, there could be things all over the place. There's going to be marks. There's going to be some dirt dragged in, you know, all kinds of things were going through my head. Got back home, nothing. Lincoln had taken himself off upstairs, so Elvis had just kind of got in his bed and fallen asleep. And that was, and that was the other thing as well. I still had the security camera, so I could still just kind of just check on him, um, to make sure he was, he was okay. And, uh, you know, the, the time that I did check on him while I was out, he seemed fine. But yeah, it was, cause one of the things that we, we do when we go out is we leave the radio on for Elvis and that's twofold one because it's just nice to have some noise but two it disguises noises that could um make him think we're back home or that could start embarking so you know someone posting the local paper through the door or uh, the next door neighbor shutting their car door that makes him think we're home it's unfair to to put him through that um anxiety i guess uh, or you know that state uh which can be avoided by just putting the the radio on for a few minutes so that's what we do he, you know he doesn't like 
I mean, he doesn't like being on his own generally. He loves it if uh, if it's him and Lincoln together. He loves that. Uh, I don't think Lincoln is as happy about it as he is, but Elvis loves it. Um, if either myself or Joe are home, it's great. And, you know, he, he'll pop in and say, I'm quite surprised. I'm quite surprised that he's not been to see me whilst I've been here, because generally he will. He'll, he'll kind of check back in. Um, and if both of us are home and it's a normal, then he is, you know, he's absolutely beside himself and he just bobs from one to the other. Uh, so me and then my wife just getting as much love as he can from the two of us, which is, which is nice. But yeah, he's, he, he has done really well and I'm going to be doing it again. I'm going to be leaving him in about an hour or so. I'm going to be, uh, hosting, a, a, an event. And uh, so I'm going to have to leave for a, a couple of hours uh, to do that. And so they're going to be, he's going to have a, a little bit of freedom. One of the things I want to do, so the next thing that I want to do is to do that overnight. And let's see what happens then, because when it's overnight, that is, we are all upstairs and he's on his own downstairs. So I'd be interested to see what goes on what goes on there but i will keep you up to date as always uh, and let you know how he's getting on if you want to get in touch with us then please do uh, whether it, you know telling us about how your dog or puppy's getting on whether there's a question whether you want to nominate your puppy dog for puppy dog of the week or anything else you want to talk about you can go to the facebook page uh, the puppy podcast you can find us on twitter at puppy podcast on instagram at the puppy podcast or you can email the puppy podcast at gmail.com or you can go to the website and troll through any one of the previous 60 odd episodes at the puppy you can subscribe on itunes stitcher google play and all good podcast apps thank you so much for listening as always it means a lot this has been a monkey pants production and i'll see you and your furry babies next week.